0: Good day to all of you. I'm Angelique Meadow, founder of Will You, an inspirational multimedia company that provides education and mentoring to nurture empowerment and joy. If you'd like to learn more about the company, explore willyougrow.com. The Will You Grow show was created as a way for us to share soulful insights and connect with you. We gracefully tackle touchy subjects that tickle your tempestuous thought the eternal embers of your heart, and salve your soul with hope. We start each show with live readings of various topics, followed by listener comments and questions, alongside meaningful and fun options for you to consider implementing in your daily life. And today's topic is forgiveness. Forgiveness of others. Oh boy, a big topic, isn't it? So this show is brought to you by life and nature. They make our hearts beat, our lungs breathe, and our world turn. So let's make sure we give thanks to them today. Today's crystals and gems are by stones of spirit, and wardrobe and accessories are brought to you by the Magic Closet. Because life is your stage, what are you wearing? All right. The Struggle to Forgive Others. This is part one of a three-part series. Part one is forgiving others. Part two is forgiving ourselves, And part three is forgiving life or God. We tackle, as we said, touchy subjects that tickle our tempestuous thoughts. But they also fan the eternal embers of our heart and salve our soul with hope. So never fear. We've got lots of good here. In working with people to become empowered and make healthy choices, I have found that the biggest blocks to success are unforgiveness of others, self, and life, and belief in unworthiness. Big stuff. In today's article, we'll take a fresh look at forgiving others and we'll talk about ways that we can empower ourselves to enjoy life more fully and lighten our load. The follow-up articles titled Forgiving Ourselves and Forgiving Life or God will be available on the following two Sundays. Forgiving Others Most of us believe that we've been wronged by someone at some point. Some of us, more violently and comprehensively than others as we look at our lives it is apparent that we what we do with the pain of being wronged and hurt deeply affects our ability to succeed be present breathe have you ever felt like you could just barely breathe you were so upset that's what we're talking about it affects our ability to feel good and our ability to enjoy life. Next, let's talk about not taking any offense. I do not wish to be disrespectful to anyone who is listening to this episode who may have had horrific and or continual pain from interactions with unhealthy, less than joyful people. Although I cannot fully understand all of your pain from your perspective, I do know hardship, both personally and through my clients. My purpose in writing this article, my purpose in writing this is that we might allow ourselves to consider not giving those hurtful people and experiences so much credit, so much of our time, so many of our thoughts, and so many of our feelings. I propose that there is a better, more wonderful way that we can use our energy and a more wonderful life that we can experience. What would life be like if we weren't hurt and angry? Although we cannot erase our past or experiences that we found hurtful, we can choose to learn and grow. If we keep the hurtful situation current by thinking and feeling about it, it is defining who we are right now. I am not saying that we shouldn't think or feel about hurtful things at all. Some thinking and feeling is required to process a situation fully so that we don't repeat it. However, There comes a point when it becomes detrimental, unproductive, and damaging to our own well-being. Each of us can determine at what point that the thinking and feeling goes south. So how much is too much? To find out, we might consider taking inventory of our hurt and angry time. We can ask ourselves, How much time and energy do I spend thinking and feeling about who wronged me? And what might I be doing instead? Maybe enjoying nature. Maybe time with friends. Building a workshop. Painting a picture. Cooking a meal. Planning a trip. Or going on one. Anyway, I think you get my drift here. We can do a lot when we're not spending our time being angry. My shocking perspective on forgiving others, no, I am not a Pollyanna. I've been pissed, but now I'm poised. It's not that we get through this life without being wronged, it's what we do with it. As one of my favorite live beings now, Sadhguru, says, what do we do with the manure that we're given? (laughs) Are we going to plant a garden of wonderfulness? What are we going to grow with it? Is it going to grow us? Or are we just going to stink? It's up to us. So my shocking perspective on forgiving others. Though many people find my perspective on forgiving others hard to swallow at first, my clients and I find that it actually frees us from a myriad of limitations, allows us to let go and live more joyfully. I'd like to share it with you today. I hope you find it helpful too. I do not believe in forgiveness. I don't believe in it. For in order for me to have to forgive someone, I must first have had to judge them. I don't believe in judging. That is not my right. I could do it. I could choose to judge. But if the creator allows for it, then who am I to say that it shouldn't be? It is what it is. I choose to accept, I accept instead. That doesn't mean that I allow myself to become a doormat and walked on. I don't welcome people abusing me. However, I can accept that they're a jackass and walk away. I can have better use of myself and my time and my energy. When we take this to heart, forgiveness is not necessary. It's not necessary in that I do not believe that I need to forgive someone for being who they are. If someone else is angry, cruel, a thief, or just generally showing me nonsense, why should I judge that he or she should be different? Or judge that if he or she was different, that the situation would be any better? If I believe that someone else needs to be forgiven for their behavior, that means that I've judged them, which to me is a mistake and not my place. Instead of forgiveness, I choose to believe in acceptance of that person and their behavior as it is, which is sometimes not sorry. Sometimes they're just selfish, angry, and cruel. By acceptance, I do not mean that their behavior is okay and should continue. What I mean is that I accept that they are who they are and they did what they did, period. After I've accepted the person and their behavior, I no longer wish to change him or her, or their relationship, or the past. Instead, I wish to change myself, the only thing that I can change, so that I can become kinder to myself and relieve myself from their insensitivity and, some ways, incomprehensible behavior. What, you might ask? No need to forgive? How can that be? Well, maybe my story can clarify. About 10 years ago, a member of my blood family chose to take narcotics, drink alcohol, and attempt to rape me. He decided that this was going to happen and denied it, and he denied that he was high. It's difficult for me to talk about it still, so I wrote it down so that it would be easier for me. I don't want your sympathy. It's not about that. But I'm telling you this story, not because I'm not a private person. I am. But I'm telling you the story because I hope that it might save you from some pain and that maybe you can learn something from it. My perspective on that situation was not that I need to forgive him. Rather, I needed to accept him. He was and is who he is and behaved as he did. I decided I did not want to waste my time judging him or try to change him or hope that he would admit or apologize. Doing any of those things on my part was just a way for me to show the world my pain if I had judged him. The more that I would sit in the pain or the anger was just me pointing at it, pointing at it, pointing at it and saying, look, I'm hurt. Look, I'm a victim. Look, I'm abused. Look, my life is hard. And by doing that, I would be allowing myself to continually be a victim to him and the experience. By holding on to the experience, it would be alive within me today. And every day. And I didn't want that for myself. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't feel hurt and disappointment. Of course I did. But mostly because the chances of ever having a healthy relationship with him was most probably non-existent. And I deeply grieved that loss for about a year. However, I chose to accept him and his behavior, not that it was okay or that I should pretend it didn't happen or allow it to happen again. Instead, I chose to accept him and was left with the empowered ability to quit blaming him for how I felt and start making my changes. I did choose to have a final conversation with him by phone and said, If you choose to get clean and want to have a good relationship, you know where I am. Otherwise, it's best for me not to be involved with you. What does that mean? He asked. That means I don't want to have anything to do with you while you're an addict. No communication. It's not good for me. Now, that might sound easy to do, but it wasn't for me. There was many years of a relationship that we had had together and it was letting go of something that was really difficult for me. So doing it for me was hard. Um, it was hard to accept that he would choose to be an addict over having a healthy relationship with me or himself. And hard to know that he would not have me as a confidant during times when he contemplated suicide, which he often did. It was hard for me to accept that he might choose to die instead of getting clean. However, for me, acceptance of him and his choices and responsibility to myself and my health, safety, and joy was and is a good choice. I have no anger because I accept him for who he is. I have no pain because I accept responsibility for creating a joyful life for myself, which includes being responsible for choosing respectful joyful people in my inner circle. Now the bonus to acceptance means no anger. When we are in complete acceptance of a person and or situation, it is not possible to be angry. It was during this time when I had prayed and asked intuitively, what is it that I need to know? And a re- an acceptance regimen was mentioned to me. And I say mentioned because hearing is one of the ways, audience, that I receive information. Acceptance regimen. And what that meant was to learn to accept and recognize that when I was in acceptance, the anger just dissipates. It's I've tried it. That's why I can say that this is the way it works. At works. it works for me. <laughs> if I'm in total acceptance, I can't be angry. There's nothing left to be angry about. If I'm still angry, I can explore down and find out okay, why am I still angry? That means there's something left that I have yet to accept. The other side of the coin if you have been the wrongdoer, the one who seeks forgiveness, the one who wants acceptance from someone else. You may wish to consider the following, and I say this because I not only know it from my own experience, but I've worked with many a family member who have too. So please consider the following. What are your intentions? Many of the addicts I work with have wronged their family and friends. When they painfully share with me that they have asked forgiveness for their wrongdoings but have not received it, I ask them, Why do you want them to forgive you? Most of the time, they want things to, quote, go back to the way they were. To go back to the way they were before the wrongdoing. They also want the person or situation to heal in every direction instantly. Instantly upon being forgiven. For example, they may have stolen from a woman, ask her forgiveness, and expect that after she forgave them that her parents and her friends and all that were involved would be salved and healed and the relationship that they had had with them would be returned to normal. When we seek forgiveness... It's important to remember that the person from whom we seek it has the right to to react in any way they choose. They don't owe you forgiveness. And if that person chooses to accept us and forgive us for their wrongdoing, that does not mean that we are exonerated or excused from a possibly very long road of showing the victim and their families, that we are not the same person that we were, and that we will never behave that way again. When we can do those two things, then there can be some reassurance. When we as the wrongdoers accept our responsibility for what we have done, it's best that we also accept the responsibility to repair all of the fallout from our mistake for as long as it takes and with faith that healing will happen in its due time. So what say ye? What say ye about this topic? I am sure that this is something that has hit on everyone's uh, nerves, uh, pain, hopefully also some curiosity and some hope. I'd like to hear your thoughts and feelings about this and forgiveness and acceptance of others so that we may learn and grow together. Now, I've got a few fun items from nature that can be used to help heal you on your road to forgiving others. First, we will talk about a crystal, a very beautiful crystal. This is called selenite. Isn't it lovely? And very interestingly, you can see these streaks here. It breaks off in strands, one little bitty piece at a time which is kind of how forgiveness can be released from ourselves one little bit at a time. And all of a sudden, then we feel better. So the way that we can use this selenite is any way that we feel drawn to. We can use it as a wand over our body, over different chakras that we feel might be tight, might be clogged. You can even use it when you meditate. You might lay it across the chakras in your chest. You could sleep with it. Um, There are lots of things that you can do to help yourself to heal. So read more about the selenite crystal. It's spelled with an S. I'll tell you a little bit more about what the selenite does. Its sources are England, the United States, Mexico, Russia, Austria, Greece, Poland, Germany, and France. Selenite is crystallized divine light, continuously radiating that light into your life to transmute your environment into sacred space. And your body is also your environment, so that counts, okay? Uh, selenite is a regenerative stone that emits the dark light from the underworld rather than white light so it throws insight into your inner processes and forgiveness areas are definitely deep inner processes and it enables accepting your shadow and hidden self that part of yourself that may not want to forgive the other person so it makes the perfect accompaniment for an evolutionary jump into expanded self-awareness and a new life Spiritually, by affording deep insight into the cycles of birth, death, and rebirth, this stone opens the priestess and every woman and is ideal for Thanksgiving moon rituals and at childbirth, a stone of emotional transformation. Selenite is a powerful karmic cleanser and healer, assisting in life review and ancient trauma release. One other thing. The stone also clears mental and spiritual confusion and removes karmic entanglements that can be very helpful and healthy. So if you, uh, as you're working with people who have caused deep wounds within you, um, that can also be part of a karmic entanglement. If you need to know more about that, you can look it up online and we um, can touch on that a little further in, in episodes in the future. Okay, our animal for today is the damselfish. The damselfish. The damselfish is an animal of defense, yet it shows no fear to defend what is yours. And when it comes to forgiveness, you need to be able to defend. We need to be able to defend our peace of mind and our ability to have a good life. Now is the time to be active and not let others bully or become aggressive towards you. Defend your own happiness and your right to a wonderful life. Okay, now we've got some questions here from our audience. Couple of questions about forgiveness. Question number 1 from Adam. I hate even the idea of forgiving. Yet that I know I should forgive. Okay, Adam, I am not sure that there is a question here, but I hear your feelings. So listen, it's okay to not be ready to forgive. It's okay. It's okay to just read, to listen, to learn about things and that can be part of your doing initially. Your preparation to become ready is also important. My question for you is, are you open to the idea of it? Can that be a first step? Can you be open to the idea of forgiveness? It doesn't mean you have to do it, just the idea. Consider that. Then just keep going because you don't want that toxic soup of hate chemicals to stay in your body for long. It just punishes you and can become an illness or a disease. Question number two. Sherry says, if I forgive my boyfriend, does that mean I have to take him back? No. Sherry, the answer is no. Those are two very different choices. Forgiveness is not a do-over. And with that said, we will head out to commentary but by our divine compatriots, Neil, <laughs> and our fabulous sound guy, Super Sound Man. Get on out there to the deck and give us your commentary on what's special and important about forgiveness to you. So Ben and Deal Neil will let you take it from here and For me, I send to you, always with love, from Angelique.